Blog Talk Radio.
to another episode on this blog talk stage, I guess you can say. This is the Five Stone Network, and I want to thank everybody for tuning in tonight. Really appreciate your time, like I say so often. So many of you are busy people. Uh, some of you have families to raise. Some of you are in school. Some of you have businesses to run. Some of you are employees. And uh, your time is very precious, very precious. And I really thank you for tuning in tonight. And uh, hopefully we will be led of the Father tonight and bless you, uh, be blessed uh, by the Most High through us um, uh, for you uh, sowing in this particular network. Again, thank you, especially those of you that have been tuning in since 2011. And that would include the Douglas Kennedy, my bloodline family as well, in all 13 states. I really appreciate it, folks. Tonight, tonight, Secret Wars. Secret Wars against biblical standards and the approaching new world order. Yes, 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 there are secret wars. Those in power are not always telling us what they're doing. But there is an attack against biblical standards everywhere. They're going to have us to a point where we won't even believe nothing in the scriptures. Who are they? This approaching new world order. It's already set up. But when I say approaching, I mean becoming stronger and stronger. I went on to type for our show's description. Subtle wars are all around us to erode the spiritual fabric of humanity. One more time. Subtle wars are against, excuse me, subtle wars are all around us to erode the spiritual fabric of humanity. And that includes African Americans, a.k.a. Israelites in America. In every tiny aspect of our lives, there are voices, policies, behaviors, eating away at our sanity and peace. Tonight, we seek paths out of those dangers from the Most High. One more time. Tonight, we seek paths out of those dangers. Join our panel for this relevant discussion about you and yours. And it is about you and yours. And I do mean, folks, secret wars in every tiny aspect of life. One aspect of life is even an interpretation of scripture like our opening song talked about for Morgan Heritage. Guess who? Guess who? Is a part of a theft of identity. Rewriting history. Rechanging who the people in the scriptures were to confuse the masses and to steal a theft of birthright. That is just a fraction of what this new world system is doing. I mean, but that's pretty major in and of itself. A theft of birthright. Taking a people that rightfully belong in Israel who has been scattered by the Most High because of a punishment on that people for being disobedient, whom he will redeem in due time, but he scattered them to the four corners. And he even spoke of a people that would come from the north that would occupy that land as a judgment, as a punishment. And he already told us what they would do, how they would gather captivity as the sand. He 
already told us what they would do. How their judgment would proceed of themselves. He already told us what they would do. Rewrite time. Redefine time. Time have to do not just with the hour and the minute, but with months, days, years. Well, what happened? That's exactly what they happened. Changing months to Julius Caesar, Augustine, August. Changing the days of the week to worship the sun, the sun god, worship the moon god. God is freaking for Friday, Saturn, or worship of Saturn. Changing, changing, changing. Changing the New Year's. They are doing what the Father said they would do. That's when it all started, this so-called approaching New World Order. And I want to play the theme song again because that's really what this network is all about. I'm going to play that again. It's by Sam Nix again, a five stone, our theme song. Folks, these people are doing nothing more than what the scripture says they would be doing. I will never give glory to them in and of themselves having to create this agenda. The scripture says there was the father that would come against his people, turn them over. And we know what happened. Just turned them over to Satan. And he just told us what would happen to his people and the earth. Well, fast forward 2019. We are looking at the fulfillment of those things that he said would happen to our planet. If you don't know these things and you see the might of these people, you might think that their might is of themselves. And if you think that, you're giving into something I call, something many call, white supremacy. If you think they're doing all of this on their own, this little 9% of the world's population controlling the earth, just looking at it without spiritual insight, you might give more glory to them than do them. But folks, the Father has already told you what these people would do. Jeremiah 16 and 16, I believe it talks about how the Father would call all. Listen to this, folks. Listen to this. The Father would call all of the families, all of the families of the north down to Israel. And he, through these people, will utter judgment against Israel. And they would scatter Israel. But it would be him using them. He even calls them in many parts of the scripture, his army. His army. And unfortunately, it has confused a lot of church folk into thinking, oh, this is a godly people. No, no, no. He didn't say it was a godly people. The Father used people to do wickedness. Yes, he does. Many times to Israel, he used people to do wickedness to his own people, Israel. And he called them when they was practicing or doing or following out his order to destroy he calls them at that time when they're practicing or, or acting out what he put it in their heart to do. He calls
calls them his people or his servants. So I would never give, bow my knee to white supremacy and say, all of this stuff these people just doing on their own. No, 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 no. They're used of the Father. And we thank the Father that our judgment is up. We believe, we believe, and we teach on this show that their time is up to rule. That's why I can't preach hate, because Israelites worldwide have been doing nothing more than following or, 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 or fulfilling prophecy. So this same group of people is a part of something we call the New World Order tonight. Tonight, we're going to be talking about the approaching New World Order and the secret wars they have against biblical standards. Redefining everything, everything. I mean, my goodness. Redefining everything and oppressing, oppressing, oppressing. That's what we do on this show. And mainly like like we say in the little um our little um emblem, our five smooth stone emblem that many of you got in your email and in your texts and so forth. What do we do? What do we do here? For some of y'all forgot this. What do we do on this network? We simply, as the emblem says, the network that discusses oftentimes uncomfortable truth. The Father is declaring today. He really is declaring it. He really has said the things we say. Not saying we're perfect and we always voice because voice voice pieces for the most high. We miss it from time to time, but for the most part, we are trying our best as this little emblem of as the five sweetstone emblems say, the network that discusses oftentimes uncomfortable truth that the Father is declaring today. That's what we're doing, folks. It's just as simple. Folks, um, if you're going to be on the show, uh, co-host, go ahead and press one. I see you, Brother Dan, already in the house, and Pastor Alfie Chris, as well as our moderator. I guess everybody's in the house. That's everybody. And Brother uh, Ella Shewitt also is going to be joining us tonight. I'm really looking forward to hearing from him. I haven't heard from him in a while. And so, my goodness, my goodness, that, 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 that just thinking about that, these people that have just really taken control of our world, in the natural, of course, in the spiritual realm, there is also another brewing kingdom as well, and in the natural, and that's the kingdom of the Most High. And uh, um, before I bring on Brother John, let me just say this really quickly, because a lot of people get real spooky on this kingdom of God thing. The kingdom started in the hearts of man, this new kingdom that's come upon the earth. And many of us have given our hearts over to the Father. And when you give your heart over to the Father, and He belongs to you, belongs you belong to Him. What do you think happened to your resources, your companies, businesses, and so forth that you have brought up and raised up in the fear and admonition of the Most High? Every business is not sinking in greed. There's a lot of people that really are about the standards of the Most High and their own stuff. Well, those physical things you can see with your eyes are part of the kingdom, I believe. So it's already upon the earth, but it's going to become more of a global network as people obey the Father, and this is a part of his kingdom. It ain't just going to be some little spooky kingdom in Israel, and the wisdom shall flow from Israel. And the, no, 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 no. I believe the Father's kingdom is already tangible. We just don't know what companies are part of it. But there are some companies, I think they will probably be smaller in nature, just me talking. But his kingdom, it has come, and it's coming even more. And this is the only thing that can do war with this beast, this new world order. 
Anyway, folks, let's get to the phone lines and bring on our moderator. Bye, 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 bye. We got a hot one tonight, folks. Remember, you want to about all these things, you can always Google us on all of these browsers. We own everything. All of those browsers we own. And I do want to thank everybody for tuning in uh, through Facebook, Blog Talk, Twitter, all the different um, uh, Apple, all people listening to us on all of these various uh, faucets, I call them, of social media. Thank you for tuning in. And, uh, brother, let's go here, go to the phone line. Erica 972-805. Brother John Clark, moderator, how you doing tonight, brother? What's good, brother Seth? Well, you're good. It's good to hear your voice, man. Always on this the network. I really appreciate you. All the things you do. We do have also in the house, uh, brother pa- Pastor Chris, Alcy Chris, uh, as well as brother Dan, as well as brother Elishua. Uh, go and say hello to the people and what you think of this 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 topic before we bring them on, um, please. Uh, that being me, are you speaking That's to me, you, brother. brother Seth? Yes, so what's yes, good, yes. people? This is a topic that brings a smile to Brother John's face. <laughs> this, is, this is a topic that brings a smile to my face, and the reason why, people, is because I recognize the importance of understanding what it is that we're going to be talking about, and I recognize uh, what it is that we need to do. And when we speak about all of these things tonight, I want you all to understand that there's no reason to be fearful or concerned. The information that we give you uh, is such that it should give you insight into what truly is in place and how you should approach it. And that's it. And the victory is ours, hands down. You should be honored that God looked upon you to be alive during this period of time. Out of all time, this is the hottest time to be in. So let's get at it. Okay, folks. And uh, we're going back to the phone lines and bringing on our moderator brother, the one and only pastor, Alcy Chris. Your line is open. How are you doing, brothers? Say hello to the people. I'm doing good, my brother. Brother John, how are you? What's good, brother Chris? Yes, yes. Oh, uh, no. I got I, I got to say something, but I have to say hello to my brother, Elishua, and brother Dan. Yeah, I just right. wanted to say uh, I celebrated my birthday Saturday. I am not right. a big six. I'm not a big six four. All right, all right. And, and I just want to huh? thank the most high for, huh? You 64? Yes, sir. And I just wanted to All thank right. you most Happy time. birthday. Happy belated. Thank you, my brother, for letting, for letting me see it, you know, to let me be around. And uh, I think you have a wonderful topic. It's a serious topic. But um, for God's people, it's really uh, a glorious day. There's some persecution supposed to be involved with all this. But, but the Bible tells us when you see these things begin to happen, look up because your redemption is nigh. So 
Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate those words. And again, happy birthday. Going back to the phone lines to bring on Brother Dan Wallace. Brother Dan Wallace, air code 817484. How you doing, brother? Say hello to everybody, please. Well, hello. And I want to say something to Brother Chris. Thank you for uh, saying hi to me. But while you was talking, I bet you think you the oldest on this panel. True or false? Uh, I don't know. I really don't. I think I am, but I'm not 100% sure. Well, I'm going to help you out. I'm 65. Well, my brother, well, we elders now. Brother, uh... <laughs> you don't have to feel. You don't have to feel like you're the oldest on the panel no more. Let me say this, brother. Uh, so that means, uh, brother uh, John and brother Seth has to listen to us and give us respect because we the elders. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm 67. Y'all didn't know. <laughs> Who's 67? <laughs> Who's 67? <laughs> nah, nah, I'm sorry, my bad. <laughs> People is like not supposed to be telling those stories now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> my ba- I, I, I my bad. some jealousy. It, it had yeah, to be done. Say, it had to be done. When they say, when they say Ray has a crown upon the head, a crown of wisdom. Right. Right. So, you know, me and, me and my brother, we, we want our proper respect. And we I hope we don't have to spank y'all. Another night. Like <laughs> <laughs> hey, nah, nah, nah. Y'all got it. Well, Chris, in a few months, I'll be 66, so I'll have you by two years. Well, hey, Why? you should be old enough to go ahead on it and get your, your retirement from Social Security. <laughs> well, no brother, doubt. let's get, the respect. Let's get right. these respects for my brothers first. <laughs> well, listen, listen, everybody. Let's just go. Y'all are friends tonight. I appreciate the spirit in the house tonight. I really appreciate this. Let's go and bring with Ella Shure and just keep, keep it rolling. Uh, Ella Shure, Erica, 678-559. Brother, you are on the air. You're joined with the family tonight as well. How are you doing, brother? Say hello to everybody. I'm doing quite well, Brother Seth. Very, very thankful and appreciative and grateful to the Most High to uh, be here tonight to have this opportunity. Um, of course, my first shout-out has to go to Pastor Chris. And the celebration of his uh, born day, uh, I want to thank the Most yeah. High for him because, you know, when we celebrate birthdays, actually I always say the two people who we should celebrate, the three, is first of all, number one, the Most High, uh, Mama, because, she, you know, that day was not always the most joyful time. <laughs> and, of course, yeah. Father. Yeah. But And then, of course, you know, the person that celebrated because, you know, your gifts. You know, and God has given us gifts, and Pastor Chris, you are indeed a gift to the body of Christ. No doubt. And a gift to no the doubt. world. And we thank you and appreciate you for your efforts and for, you know, just your endeavor, endeavors to um, bring us truth and, and bring us the truth and and who you are. I always tell people, be who you are, because when you don't be who you are, you rob us of, of blessings that the Most High wanted to give us through the prism of you, so I appreciate you, and I just want to honor you in that regard. No doubt. All right, all right. Uh, and of course, well, I everybody. appreciate that, brother. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Oh, most certainly, sir. Most certainly. Okay. And in regards to uh, Brother Seth, of course, you know, the the, the um, architect of the show, you know, um, 
I've been taught where I come from, you know, you give honor to the, you know, to the man of the house. So, you know, thanking you for the opportunity and I'm thanking you for your labor, your labor of love and being consistent in doing this because as I can recall, man, this is one of the longest running blog talk radio shows that I'm aware of. And I've been aware of blog talk for quite some time. And and you have been consistently, you know, ever since you even when you went Cincinnati on the radio show, you've been hitting and banging, you know, and and you've been consistent. And that's faithfulness, man. And so, you know, yes, I'm yes, sure yes. that most high honors that, you know. So I just want to encourage you, man. You know, stay on the wall, man. Stay on the wall. Don't come down. I like stay on that. the wall. You know. I like that. And, Watching uh, on the wall. I really appreciate that, brother. Yeah. I really, really appreciate that, LSU. And we miss your voice, just so you know, on this. Network. Do we miss him, y'all? Did y'all miss the brother? I missed him. Brother LSU, I, mean, I needed I'm... your help several times on the show, my brother. I'm glad to be back, man. Really happy to be back. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> no all, all right, folks. Listen, what we're going to do is I'm going to do something a little different. And I'm going to go on, ahead and invite Brother Dan. I don't want to be remiss, and I speak to Brother Dan, Brother John. And, uh, <laughs> and of course, you know, you know, and of course, Dan, Dan I will say this. I am shocked to to know that you are 65 years of old because, brother, when the scripture says that he beautified the meek with salvation, brother, God has kept you, most high has kept you, man, in that regard. You know, that's a blessing because I know Dan, and I know Dan's appearance, and to know that, you know, the most high has kept him, and he's walked with the most high, and he's hanging in there, and the fact that he's kept you bodily, physically, man, it's a blessing, man. It really is, you know. And, uh, and of course, you know, I I can't even just hit top. And so I'll shout out real quick to my, to, to my boy John. You know, me and John, you know, me and John like David and Jonathan. You know, we rock like that. And John, I would say today, tonight, listen very carefully, people. Listen carefully. Uh, when John said that this excites him, it excites me too. This is literally my favorite subject in regards to the scripture. And so, and John is very well immersed in these areas. So I would say, please, as the scripture says, take heed, listen, be on alert. Because we need what's going to be offered tonight. Back over to you, Seth. Appreciate you. Oh, before you go to Seth, thank you. I want to say thank you to what he said. Hold on, 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 everybody. Hold on, because we got to get the show rolling pretty quickly. What I want to do, Dan, I want to ask if you don't mind to pray, because this is very serious. Ask God's blessing if you don't mind up on the show. Then we got to get right into it, folks, if you don't mind, just so we can keep it going. We've got a lot of information coming in a very short period of time. But, Dan, if you don't mind. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, we know by your word that Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. So, Father, let your word go forth that people will understand who you are and guide us on this conversation tonight, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And we know that we those Israelites out there, please agree with that prayer in Yeshua's name. It's the only one Yeshua. He walked the earth, mother's name Mary, but the world called him Jesus. We want to be on one accord tonight. Please agree with that prayer. We'll be one united force tonight. Okay, folks, again, we're talking about CP Wars against biblical standards and the approaching apocalypse, or the approaching, not apocalypse, the approaching new world. Brother John, you, any comments on that before you bring in whoever you want to go first on that? Uh, you said on the apocalypse? Not the apocalypse. I said that was a mistake, okay? The approaching new world order oh. is what I meant. Any oh. comments on that? Okay. That title before you start uh, calling different people to comment on 
on this topic? Absolutely. Um, folks, you just stopped me. I'm going to try and be brief, but the fact is that you are sitting today in the New World Order. As I told you last week, they just haven't told you that that's what it is. But that system is already in place. The if, if All of us are on this panel can remember the news back in the 70s when you would uh, hear the news and they would talk about uh, things that are going on in the U.S. and then they may tell you about some things that are going on overseas, so on and so forth. But at no point in time back then did you hear that the economy in China was having some grave impact on our economy. What took place in Iran has some grave impact on our economy. That's because that financial system is now linked together. They just have not told you. Okay? They just have not created a currency that's going to be the same across all borders. They just have not removed all borders. They've not told you that your sovereignty will no longer be your sovereignty. Why? Well, LSU would, would tell you plainly without equivocation you cannot have your new world order in its glory if you will without going through the good old USA why because this, this isn't like China where people it's against the law to have guns everybody has guns criminals and legal people everybody is heated you, you have to go through this country to get what it is that you want and be assured they will get it it's already prophesied they'll get it but how much bloodshed will take place prior to that happening and so folks <clears throat> I would want to precept what I'm telling you by revelations revelations 13 and I'm going to just pick up it's talking about the beast there's the system and then there's the individual and this will let you know that indeed this is prophesied. It says, and he, oh, this is verse 6 for those who actually open the Bible <laughs> and actually follow along. Revelations 13 and 6. And he opened his mouth in blasphemy against God to blaspheme his name and his tabernacle and, then, and them that dwell in heaven. And it was given unto him. Now, this is the important one. Verse 7. And it was given, folks. As Seth was saying, the people in power, they're not in power because they're brilliant or they have some special anything. They're in power. Why? Because it was given, just like the beast here. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power, now here it is, and power was given him over all kindreds and tongues and nations. Um it didn't say over 32 kindreds, tongues. And it didn't say 67 kindreds, tongues, and nations. It said all kindreds, tongues, and nations. And, folks, there is your precept. That system will have total control over this earth. One world government, one world religion. It will be, it will be in place. And so, uh, as I explained, uh, it, there's nothing to fret about this folks you are we we all are on the precipice of one of the greatest periods of the, 
The Bible talks all the time about that day. What day is that? The day of the Lord. Talks about it all the time. And you get to all things being equal. If we are still alive, we get to be here when that jumps off. And, oh, Christians, 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 calling all Christians, you will be here. Do not listen to those persons who say, oh, you're going you're gonna to be caught up with the Lord midway through the tribulation or you're going to be you're going to be taken away before the tribulation folks there are seven trumps there are seven trumps all you need to do is go to revelation go and find those seven trumps and you will find that on that seventh trump on that seventh trump there is a shout you go to thessalonians it will let you know that you will be called up to be with the lord when at the trump of the Lord, when those angels shout, if you go to um, the battle of Jericho, you will see there are seven trumps. And what else is there? A shout. Where are the people of God? They're right there. They're right there. I swear I could rock this for another hour, but I'm going to step back. And I'll just, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and kick this over to Pastor Chris um, initially and uh, just Go ahead and, and either add on, uh, uh, reject, and, and hold your stance, or move to a different topic if you choose. Okay, thank you, Brother John. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna disagree with you at all because that is truth. That's that's the truth that's in the Bible. But uh, you know, and and I'm just gonna move to some different verses. You know, in uh, Jeremiah. It talks about, uh, well, I'm sorry, in Ezekiel, it, it speaks of Iran. I mean, it says Persia and Meshach, but we know that to be Russia and Iran are going to be the ones who start Armageddon. Now, if mm. Iran shot rockets at Israel today, we would not be shocked. We would not be surprised. We're sitting right on the end of that. That could happen at any time. And then it all, and it also talks about, uh, you know, Yeshua and Ezekiel thirty-eight and thirty-nine. It identifies by tribe and ethnicity the people who Yeshua is going to fight against at Armageddon, mm-hmm. and it's Gentile nations. And then Yeshua told us, you know, he told us a lot of things like. Uh, you won't be able to tell the season. Well, we aren't we living in that time now? <laughs> you know, it was 81 one day and 30 the next, right here in, in the Texas area, in Dallas, where we live, Dallas-Fort Worth area, where we live. It, it talks about the love of many will wax cold. And, you know, every day no you doubt. turn on the news, people are getting shot and killed over nothing. You know, no doubt. foolishness, you know, losing our lives. And so it is so many things that, oh, then it also talks about persecutions. And, you know, that's a part of the New World Order. You know, it's like not that we are not persecuted already, but the persecutions will increase against our people. And that's in the scriptures. But also, you know, one thing that I can hold on to that gives me a sense of uh, peace and joy about this, Yeshua also said, when you see these things begin to happen, to look up because your redemption is not. And I'm just going to add, you know, my interpretation, when he talks about the kingdom of God, I relate that to the kingdom of the people 
of God. God already has his kingdom. He owns it all. It's nothing it's nothing in the cosmos seen and unseen that God does not own or have control over. So when I when I read in the scriptures the kingdom of God, I put in there the kingdom of the people of God. Because remember, Yeshua was supposed to return. And we will right. move with Yeshua during the That's you right. know, during during the time that he returns. You know, because I was, uh, John, I was looking at what, what you read in Revelation, and there's always, you know, that scripture to me that said, he who leads into captivity will go mm-hmm. into captivity. Now, we know who, who led into captivity. There's a whole lot of folks who led us into captivity, but it's saying that That's right. they will go into captivity. So, you know, even though it's, it's a supposed to be a time of persecution, you know, those of us who understand and know the truth and try to live a spiritual life, we don't have anything to worry about. Not that we shouldn't be prepared, but we don't have anything to worry about because we're, we're, we're playing a game that we know who's going to end up winning. And I, I think I've said may, enough. I'm going to let it go with that. If I may interject. If I may interject. Moderator? Oh, by all means. Okay, you got to let me know, brother. I'm trying to follow you. Uh, as far as what Pastor Kitsin, I, I agree with most of what he's saying. I just want to just say this to everybody. Uh, when he said the kingdoms of, of his people, I do. I remember the scripture that say, it, where it says, you are my people. Okay. I'm trying to think of where it talks about it, uh, when Apostle Paul was talking about how um, he is the Israelite that is one inwardly. And that, that scripture comes to my mind because there are a lot of people and I don't want to spend too much time with this. Hopefully we won't spend too much time with this, but if you might want to comment, that's fine. But I don't want to spend too much time because we definitely want to show people how this, there are wars against biblical standards every day and how it is, you know, there's something attacking our marriage, things are attacking our families, things are attacking our um, homes. They're redefining what a home is, a man and a woman. They're redefining what men and women are, or what a man is, what a woman is, family. There's attack on uh, the word. Uh, they're reinterpreting, reinterpreting scripture. They got the they got the mass of the people looking at the wrong direction for who Israel is. There's an attack. There's an attack. There's an attack on the church. You know, a lot of people is throwing the church out the baby and the bathwater. You know, again, the church has been churches have been taken over, but the church is still the church. Is still people that that it's a it's not a building per se. It's the people, and uh, there have been people that have taken over the fellowships. I should say of the real church, bodily church, but we can't throw out there with the bathwater. So there's a redefining of everything, and that's what I really want to stay with. But just really briefly to hear what Brother Chris has said, you know, he kind of mentioned it last week about it being us, his people, his people. And Brother Chris, I know people are listening, and I don't want them to get confused because there are some of us, ethnically speaking, that are not his people. We are far from his people, and he's not doing anything but pointing judgment towards those people that are rebellious coming against his precepts and concepts. They are the they, we we all we have been both wicked and evil. You know, this whole earth was brown at one point. Then there are those so called white people, so called Indians, Africans that are part of his people as well. So I don't want to just 
while we do point this show towards African Americans and the restoration of African Americans and encouraging our people to live right, we don't ignore those in the faith that do not look like us or that may even have white skin that are showing up born again. And these, these promises are for them as well. Now, I do know that those that rule over us, and remember, all of them that rule over us, it's only those in power that rule over us, not every day, everybody we see white. So I just want to make, just clarify that because, again, these scriptures, it's serious. This new world order does not care about the concept based upon color because they're the one created it. It's bigger than that because they're the one created it. They're the one uh, created John, it. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Chef, can I, can I say something real quick? Real quick. Go ahead and jump on him, Pastor Chris. Because the Bible does say that one-sixth of Gentiles will survive. And those are the ones who, you know, who acknowledge the most high and try to live their lives. So you're right. right. That's I, millions. I that right. right. Yeah, that, that's one right. That's millions. One-sixth of them are going to survive and they're going to be a part of the kingdom. That is right. With seven billion people, that's probably a billion people. I don't know. I don't know the math, but go ahead. Yeah, but I just that's what, that's all I wanted to say. You were you were correct in saying that. Well, uh, well said, uh, brother Dan. You want to jump in? L, just give me a moment. We'll get right to you, please. Sure. Um, I just like to say um, that um, people don't have to live in fear if they give their lives to God and live before Him, because um, you know we're talking about the foolish version or the wise version. And if mm-hmm. people, if, if if our listeners, are they not prepared for these prophecies, then I suggest they give their life to God and follow him. And then when that time comes, they'll be prepared for whatever the Bible speaks of. God will not leave us or forsake us. So um, we know we have his trust in the word of God, and they can have that same assurance. No doubt. I'm finished. No doubt. No doubt. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Dan, you always you always close it up. I'm done. <laughs> uh, El, El, go, El, go ahead. Give us your, your your insight if you can. And 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 like all the other brothers were saying, good to have you back, man. Your your insight is always appreciated. Uh, and yes, it's been a long time. So. It, I I get to have personal study with my man, but I'd be like everybody else, you know, they don't get that. So it's good to have you back. Well, thank you, John. Appreciate it. Um, I wanted to actually say something in regard to what everybody has stated, and I ever, and what everybody has stated is the absolute unequivocal truth. And I believe that. Let us look at this from a, if I can say doctrinal theological. I only use the word doctrine because that's the word that most people can relate to is common. But a theological perspective, first of all, it's like what we're, what we're speaking of, the subject of the matter, is what we call eschatology. It means True. issues regarding the end times. When people say apocalypse, that's actually a one-time event and a culmination of things that is going to occur at, at, the, um, at the conclusion of what is considered the end times. Because when Christ spoke, when he said, he would say, you know, he said, um, uh, it's the beginning of a woes. And we're living actually in the woes, so actually we're just now actually beginning to transcend into what we would consider the end times. And because remember, he said in the end still has not yet come. Uh, in regard to the kingdom of God, we need to be clear 
as to what that is. The kingdom of God, according to scripture, as it says, Christ himself, said, and that's the one who inaugurated the kingdom of God, so I think that his word is authority on it. He said the kingdom of God does not come with observation. It is neither here nor there, but it is within you. And when he was speaking in this regard, he was speaking in the context on the subject matter of the Holy Spirit. On, after Christ had risen, and it said that he spent, four, I think it was 40, 50 days, and at that time he spoke to the disciples, the apostles, and things regarding the kingdom of God. And his last instruction with them is that they were to go into Jerusalem. And they, the thing they asked him, remember, these are the Israelites, the 12 disciples, the 11 disciples. They are Israelites. They, they are very much versed in this understanding. And he said, will you at this time restore unto us the kingdom? He had to remind them. And he said, have I been so long? Or are you so deaf of hearing? And his response was this. He said, carry Wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power, and the Holy Spirit shall come upon you, and you shall be my witness into Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. So the kingdom of God is very much, if we're going to have a physical reflection, but we first have to understand the kingdom of God is not buildings, it's not institutions. It is, when we say kingdom, that means you have a king who has a dominion over a territory and a people. The territory is the earth. The people are those who are his, who are born again of the spirit, and that does not make distinction based upon ethnicity because those Gentiles who have become subject and who have become born again, they have now been engrafted in. The distinction between a physical Israelite who is born again, who is the remnant by grace, and one who is a Gentile, the only distinction between those two, as far as I are standing, is that you do not have a claim to the land. That was a promise that was given to a biological seed, not a physical seed. So if I would, uh, um, I asked Brother uh, Seth and Brother John, the moderator, I just want to read a verse of scripture which wraps up what you were stating, Seth, and this gets to the subject of the, of, of the show in regards to how these things affect us. And it also responds to what Pastor Chris said and how this is relating to Israel. Because remember, Gentiles are not the time clock. They are not that bud. They are not that olive tree. Israel is the olive tree. And so if we want to know the times, like the children of Issachar, who know the times and know the seasons and know what Israel ought to do because Israel is the capital of the world, then we have to, we have to see those things in conjunction. Malachi chapter 3, then I, I, I just wanted to get that out there and let it for people just something to, to reflect upon. It says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord, whom you seek, shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, with whom you delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. Brother John, who is that scripture speaking on in regard to? The Messiah. Exactly. And, but, but who may abide today? Now, remember, he's speaking to Israel about their Messiah. He says, but who may abide in the day of coming? Who shall stand when he appears? For he is like a refiner's fire and like a full of soap, 
and he shall set as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto Yahweh an offering in righteousness. Then shall the offering of Judah, that's us people, I could, I, it's taking a minute to go that down line, we don't have time, but that's us. And of Jerusalem be pleasant unto Yahweh as in the days of old, as in the former years. And I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers, against the adulterers, and, and against the false words, and against those who oppress the howling in his wages, the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right, and fear not me, saith Yahweh of hosts. For I am Yahweh, I change not. Therefore, you sons of Jacob, are you not consumed? The only reason we stand in existence has nothing to do with the political efforts that have taken place over the history of our sojourn in North America. It's because the Most High has set his hand upon us and preserved us. So that we need not to fear, because if we're here at the end of 400 years of slavery and oppression, then the offset of faith, the opposite of fear and worry is faith. And Christ said that when I come, shall not not avenge my enemies. But this was his concern. No shall, I find fear, shall I find faith upon the earth? Now, that's the Messiah speaking. That's the Son of God. That, that, that is literally Elohim. Son of Elohim saying. And his concern is, shall I find faith on earth when I return? It says, let not your hearts weary. Neither let them fear. Like the brother said, when these things begin to happen, he says, look up. For your redemption draws near. And the thing is, we're not living like end time people. We are literally fulfilling the prophecies, even in our failure, because he said, just as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the sons of man. Men will be in the son of, in the day of the coming of the son of man. Man will be married and given in marriage. In other words, you'll be going back to your business. And my last point, and this is something, I know you're going to get it. You understand it. You know it all right already. It's difficult for you to embrace. But the responsibility and the obligation for the deception that our people are living in lies at the foot of Ephesians 4, I believe starting around about the 6th verse and goes all the way to the 14th. Because at the 14th verse, it ends with this. It says, why did he give these gifts? It says to mature, to equip for ministry, and that we will come into the unity of the fullness of the faith. And it says that we will not be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. And why does he say that? He says because we're men lie in wait to deceive. Somebody's got to take responsibility and make a change. Because what we're looking for and what we require now is not just some prophetic word from some prophetic, from some prophet. No. The body of Christ is the same place it was in the 15th century when Martin Luther nailed those his trustees to the door of the Catholic Church. And he said, here I stand, I can do no more. He put his life on the line. He said, things have to change. We need a reformation because y'all going in the wrong direction. And I will tell the body of Christ, I'm not talking to these people out here who have social Christianity. I'm talking to the church now. So be very clear. You're walking in deception. And if you think you can't walk in deception, you need to read the words of Christ. All right, there you have it. What big ups, big ups, brother L. 
Um, what I'd like to do uh, after that is to kind of put things in a more pragmatic place. We've um, hit a lot of scriptures, and uh, truth be told, there's a lot of people who really just don't read the scriptures. And so the question becomes, you're talking about this one world government. Where can I see this at? You're saying that it's here, John. Where? Give me some insight as to where it's at. Um, I would like, I'm going to start out on this topic, um, but I would like for you all while I'm speaking to just consider, uh, you know, what do you see that lets you know, like, these are the tentacles, if you will, or this is that system creating that one world government. The one thing I've already spoke on, and again, El and I have talked about that, how you've got to go through the U.S. Because in the U.S., it's actually called the land of the free and the home of the brave. Well, folks, to get a one world, uh, a new world order, quote unquote, one world government, that means that, that, that the sovereignty of various nations no longer exists. Now, I'd like for you to imagine a, red, a good old boy, red-blooded American, and you're going to tell him that he's no longer going to be an American. Folks, their father died for this country, as other countries other countries had people die for that country, and you're telling me that you and your system <laughs> is going to take away my nationality? Get a rope. Get a rope. That's how they're thinking. Get a rope. But more, I say that jocularly because it's not going to be a rope. It's going to get be that AR-15. It's going to be that Kalashnikov. They, they, these people who are often like the Nebraska's and Montana's or wherever the case may be, they already are preparing for such a thing. They don't even like the fact that you're talking about gun laws, which is another aspect, folks. You have to take those guns. Well, how are they doing that? It's called a false flag. Pastor Chris spoke on that briefly last week, a false flag. What that means is, an event yes, yes. that appears to be one thing at face value, but there's actually a a, a uh, another uh, action that it's meant to accomplish. So, folks, this is not particularly easy to accept, and I'm okay with that. But all of these quote-unquote mass shootings, where were they in the 40s? What were they in the 40s? What were they in the 50s? Why do we have, matter of fact, matter of fact, why are they not like this in other countries? Why do we, just, why do we have a monopoly on these mass shootings? There is a necessity to get those guns. Folks, it, I can tell you now, it's not going to be all the guns, because, see, they're okay if you have a shotgun or a 9-millimeter what they don't want is a 15-round, 30-round clip that can pop like theirs pop. That's what they don't want. Um, folks, I, 
listen, I'm being very plain with you. You can leave your, leave it up to your own decision. But I can tell you, when I was in Kentucky, which is my hometown, and I went to my Aunt Beverly's house, who's my de facto mom, and I walk in, and as soon as I walk in, I hear them talking about the Sandy Hook shooting. As soon as I heard it, I said, this is about gun control. I went on about doing whatever. We're getting ready for Sunday dinner. Folks, it was no more than five minutes, no more than five minutes when they started talking about gun control. True story. They want those guns. And that's one aspect of what you can see taking place today. You, I know that you can say, like, John. Why do you want the guns? Because that prevents people from fighting back. Yes, they have a military, but when you have a whole nation of people who's saying, hell no, you really ain't going to take my nationality from me, they can't handle that. That's too much. It's too much firepower. Right, and what they're doing is that they understand in order to go through the U.S., the U.S. was built was built legally upon a upon a document called the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. The Declaration of Independence, if people would bother to read it, and what it is really celebrating, honoring, is their fight from freedom and their fight from tyranny. And in that document, they put in safeguards to make certain that this nation was ever given never given over to tyranny. And one of the things of the 13th Amendment, the very purpose of the 13th Amendment is not for protection. It is not to hunt. It is to actually organize a rising militia that in the event that the government no longer be represents the concerns and that of the people, that the people are to take up arms. It is their duty, their responsibility, and their obligation to overthrow them. So it is the government that is going to be able to understand. The New World Order is where? In America. The IMF, which is the, the, the International Monetary Fund, is where? In America. The World Bank is where? In America. Come on. This is the head of the new world government. And, and I was going to say I want to jump in when I can. Oh, actually, if I may, before you do that, let me just quickly make one. I believe, Al, with you. When you were saying 13th Amendment, I believe you were you meant the Second Amendment. Is that correct? I'm sorry. You're absolutely right. Thank you. Thank you. That's 13th Amendment. Okay. Was free and us as slaves. Thank you. No problem. Yes, and, okay. And, and that's so, why, yeah. And that's why they want the guns because they understand that we are, it, 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 in other words, we have access to freedom. We don't utilize it. We don't take advantage of it. And the way you take advantage of it is through knowledge. But the thing is, is that if the, if we have a group of people who understand that that is a safeguard that is within the, the the Declaration of Independence, that when the nation, when the government no longer represents us, now when we have presidential elections, it's no no matter of of, of which candidate was Democrat versus Republican. This is the common thing. We have to choose between the lesser of two evils. That tells you that you have a government that's standing that no longer represents the interests of the people. It's representing a machine, which is the shadow government, which is to a lot of the people who are listening to the sound of our voices, they find that to be an enigma, something strange, because it's not doing what the scripture requires us to do, and it says it's us to seek knowledge. John, you understand this because you literally you spent years digging, reading, researching. 
and the things that you now speak about almost in a general metaphorical sense, it's like it's hard for people to grasp because they've not done the homework to get to the level of understanding where you're at. And he says, my people are destroyed. He doesn't say they, they dwindle. He says they are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. That's why they want their guns. They want your guns. That's why they don't want you with no AR-9. They can shoot 30 rounds because they understand that at some point when they begin to lower their heavy hand, you are going to fight back, and they want to take that resistance away from you. Sorry to interrupt, John. I just had to make sure that we get that in context so people understand why you're putting the emphasis on why they want the guns and why they are planning and why they have planned so-called serial attacks where you had these mass shootings. A lot of that stuff, people, I know you don't want to believe it, but if we get into the history of America and Iran, I will show you through documentation. But they actually organize and orchestrate stuff like that. It's called social engineering to control and condition the society to get you to capitulate to what their agenda is. Very true. And if I may, Brother L, if I may, that right there, folks, it's huge what L just told you. Social engineering, you create something at surface level so that you can accomplish an agenda. And what he's saying about Iran, folks, there's a reason why Iran hates Americans. And it's not because, oh, we did something. No, we, we uprooted a democratically elected leader. That's right. Folks, if a democracy, if we are always fighting for freedom and democracy, why would we do that? I'll leave that be. I want to pull Brother Dan in. Brother Dan, talk to us. Give us some insights as to what you see, or you can piggyback off of what we stated. But just tell us, give us some pra- practical uh, insights in how you see the one world government instituting itself into every day uh, here in the U.S. or the world. Um, Brother John, if I can, I, I would like to discuss that gun issue. Um, the sure. last conversation that you was having. Um, if sure, I sure, change, sure. Um, please, I'm not being disrespectful because you are the moderator, but I, I do want the flexibility to maybe turn in a different direction or add on to something that, of a previous conversation, if, if it's okay with you. It's fine with me. Go ahead and do it how you like, man. Thank you. Thank you. And at times, you probably give me that same invitation. I will comment along that subject, but I also will comment maybe on a subject y'all was talking about, and I just want to have an input on it. So I'm going to talk about the sure. guns. Our, our, our America, if you look at it, um, we have our most popular movies. We call them action movies. But we, what we don't say is they are violent movies. True? Because True. what... The, the super superhero these days is the guy that shoots other people. You know, uh, man, that 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 movie's boring. Man, it ain't got no shooting and killing in it. We our culture is almost conditioned toward violence, and un, unconsciously, it's in our games, it's in our streets, and it's in our movies. I mean, the top okay, the top movies. I ain't going to mention no names, but I don't want to get in no trouble and get sued, but we know some of our top 
movie stars are action killers. True or false? True. So how can we have violence in the movies, violence in the streets, violence in the home, violence on the TV, and don't expect violence not going to come reality in life in somewhere in this country, somebody's going to get killed. They call it social. Well, we have the murderers being glorified, killing the people, shooting those right. people because they think they're going to escape. They think they're going to get by like in the movies. They're going to ride off in the sunset and think they're going to get away with it. We had an incident if in Fort I'm, Worth. I don't know if you know about this, Brother John. You know they had a shoot shooting in Fort Worth in a church. Do you know about that? No. They had a shooting in the church. I believe time. it was a church of Christ. And a man came in and shot somebody. Now, we're talking about gun rights. That man came in the church thinking that these Christians, you know, most, many people think Christians are don't know what's going on in the world. No, 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 so no, no. Dan, they, if you're going to dance, brother Dan, I have to interject. You have to report that correctly. That man was not coming in there seeking out Christians. He was coming in there. That was a personal thing. He was seeking out an individual. No, I, 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 did, I didn't say that. I said many people think Christians don't know what's going on in the world. That's my point. I didn't say he came to kill a Christian. I, I know okay. he came to it's, kill a person, but she, I understand that. She could have been a Christian. I didn't say that, brother, um, Chris. I said fine. that I the, world think, the world thinks that I we don't know nothing. Huh? Okay, if I, if I may, Brother Dan, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me say this. I I believe that there were action movies, there were guns in these movies, people being killed in the 40s. I think that there is indeed a lot of killing that takes place in in general. I agree 100% that there's violence in movies, there's violence in the video games, there's violence in TV shows. The only difference, though, Dan, and you, you tell me, what you what your thoughts are the only difference is that in the movie normally it's the good guy fighting the bad guy in the video game it's you fighting the monster or you're fighting this james bond fighting someone from the ussr who are they there's there's you know there's a conflict be it be it actual or a cold war type of conflict that's the reason why they use them there is an obvious connection between the person doing the killing. The difference with these mass shootings is that there is no conflict between the shooter and the people being shot. No, okay, so brother, Dan, I mean, I, brother, John, brother Dan, I think what Brother Dan was speaking to, and I do agree with him in this regard, is that the, the, the influx, the flooding, the brainwave with, with, with constant images of violence has desensitized us to violence. So that when yes. an event, so when an event like a mass shooting happens, we have become desensitized. In other words, forty years ago, we would literally be totally appalled. We would be shocked. Now we're no longer. It makes news for three days and we move on. So I don't know. That's what they're doing. So we become, so become desensitized to it. So what it is, that's it is else. an aspect again of mind conditioning based for what? For the purpose of social engineering. Yeah, can so, can I Dan, interject right but, quick? 
Brother John. If I, if I may, story. Pastor Chris. Yeah. If I may, Pastor Chris, I just want to make sure that we understood Dan's point because, see, I thought what Dan was saying, and Dan, you can let us know exactly what you were saying. I thought what you were saying is that because of the action movies where they're doing a lot of shooting, the games where they're doing a lot of shooting, and uh, the, the TV shows where they're doing a lot of shooting, that it would stand to reason that these events would happen. What LSU would believe you're saying is that because of all of that shooting, it has desensitized us to these mass shootings. Which one were you? Which one were you saying? Are uh, you there, Dan? That was a shooting. Oh, yeah. That that was that was Brother L. Oh, I didn't know. That. I'm sorry, um, Brother yeah, L. I, I didn't know that was like, I thought you were Chris. I was like, that's L. <laughs> okay, well, let me finish you, my point then. Thank you, thank please. you for commenting and agreeing with me, brother. I, it's been a while since you've been on the radio, you know. You know, the word of God says, my sheep know my voice, but sometimes we don't know yeah. human voices, too. And I, that, that was, <laughs> I, I wasn't aware of that. So I stand to be corrected, okay? Right. Give credit where it's due. So I give credit to to that brother oh, that made that comment. Dan, I, I just said the wrong point, name. Proceed with your point. We, we don't want to get too much time on this. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. My point is the movies in the 40s, they shot people, but you didn't see blood. Blood is nothing new in the new movies. I mean, if they don't see blood, they don't think it's a good picture. We got pictures of violence, like I just said. So my point is this. The man that shot this person, I, I don't know if it was male or female, shot the person and probably thought just like in the movies or the devil deceived the person thought they was going to walk out because Christians don't carry guns. Well, somebody did have a gun and they shot the person and killed them. So the devil had that person deceived that you could walk into church and you could do anything you want to, but it didn't work out. That's how the devil do. He's a thief. He come to steal, kill, destroy. He had him to see, thought he walked in the church, killed somebody, and walk out. But you know what? That day was his day of judgment. But if somebody else didn't have a gun, it could have been other people killed. Because once a person shoots somebody, they might just go, well, I'm going to prison anyway. I just start shooting other people. So we don't know that. We we do know one person got shot. But, but because of our freedom to have guns, Somebody had a gun in there he didn't know about. If he had known that somebody had a gun, he wouldn't have did what he did. It cost him his life and his soul for eternity. I'm finished. And if I can jump Very in. well. Pastor Chris, I apologize. I'm sorry? I want to comment, say something? if you want to go to Pastor Chris, that's fine. Uh, well, if you comment on what Dan said, by all means, uh, you can jump in. I, I'm not sure what Pastor Chris was about to it's comment on, but I definitely want to get 20 seconds. I just want to just remind everybody, again, people are listening. They don't know what the new world is. They, they get an idea. People are learning, though. But uh, I just don't want to hear too much on one one event. That's, I want to, Okay, let's do this. Let's tie in how they're shooting at the church's new world order. Because, again, that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about, folks, just a reminder to everybody where we can stay focused for people are tuning in to hear what the topic is. Secret wars against biblical standards. How is this topic, how is this shooting against biblical standards and the approaching new world order? That's all I want to say. 
right, Pastor Chris, I apologize. Uh, please no uh, tell us what you were getting ready to say. Well, you know, for, let, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna say one thing about gun. I'm a gun owner, and All right. you know, when when Hitler did what he did in Germany, one of the first things he did was pick up guns from the citizens. Then they were not able. The Jews and stuff were not able to fight back against a government that was coming after them. And so mm-hmm. we are blessed that we do have that right because some of us wouldn't be here right now if our grandfather and great-grandfather didn't have a 10-gauge hanging over the fireplace. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <You're> right? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> Just will have swallowed down the wrong pipe. That thing that you got you all choked up, huh? (laughs) Yeah, when I said that about my gun, I had to pet my face. But anyway, (laughs) um, New World Order, you know, know, um, there is a plan, and, you know, a lot of people may not understand the plan, but that's one of them. You know, the social engineering aspect, the false flag operation to make us think, oh, People are crazy, so we need to give up our guns. And I don't know if y'all noticed what happened in Virginia, what's been going on in Virginia. About, I'm unaware. You know, Could you... Real restrictive gun laws. And they, they had, a, they had a, a, a big rally out there today and yesterday, you know, because it's, mm. it's like, you know, you know, just restricting the real restrictive gun laws. But let me move on to New World mm-hmm. Order. Part of the okay. New World Order, one, is that they plan to depopulate the earth. And 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 by diseases. Now you know we watch the news. What's what's the latest and greatest? SARS. You know this this virus that they don't they don't know the beginning of, and it's and it's, and it's, it's kills people, and it's spreading mm-hmm. around the world. That's a part of new world order to depopulate the world. Also, the weather patterns. Y'all know about HARP, correct? Right. right. Yeah, but please, you know, please explain uh, for those who don't. Sure, sure. It's a system in the north. It's, it's on the north pole, up in that area, that they can see the atmosphere with ions and kind of control the weather patterns. They can make it rain. They can cause drought. They can send a snowstorm. A lot of people think that uh, Katrina was done by heart. But that's, you know, it's, it's secretive. But if you get on the Internet, and I think it's H-A-R-P, you know, you can right, see right. information about that, that they can control the weather patterns. So what they're going right. to do, okay, control the weather patterns so they can cause famine in certain countries. Like, okay, well, we want to put a famine in Nigeria because they got a good oil. So they can do that. So, you know, it's that, um, depopulation, picking up of weapons, and having a one-world government. And you were right about you know, these people understand that, hey, when they take our guns, that means we are sitting ducks. If they decide to come over here and say, uh, you got to bow down to the king of Sweden, we're not going to have a choice because we can't fight against them. Uh, right. The disruption of the, of the family unit. Exactly. That's let's let's pitch that. that. Now, all of that, all of that is really to destabilize groups so that we will be easier to take over. Because, you know, like you were saying, the NRA folk are not bowing down to that. And that's what the whole purpose of the Second Amendment was, that citizens could have a military. So if the government ever decides to come after the citizens, they could fight against them. 
But right. the new world order, I mean, it's it's happening left and right. Uh, you know, like world, you know, the population because you know the population of non-white people to white people is something like twelve to one or more. And so for them to maintain control, they have to destabilize and depopulate areas. And brother, so you know, if I if I could if I could to give clarity, because when we say new world order. We're saying a vague term that people can, may not be able to completely grasp. And so if, if, I can help them to conceptualize, if I can help them conceptualize what we mean by when we say New World Order, let me give you two aspects of the New World Order. The origin of the New World Order, you find that in Scripture, as John read, I believe it's in the 13th chapter of Revelation, and we'll find that the origin of the New World Order is Satan. So therefore, it's satanic. It's right. Satan. It's, it's Satan's like is is one of his last stands to stand to to in other words to take over control of man, and that ties into yeah. the next thing. The origin of it is that it's satanic, and the purpose of it is control. So if you can keep that in mind when Seth talks about how is this manifested within our culture, well the first thing you do when you have a people who have a God conscious. And that's the, that's the that first aim they understand that they have to do. The first goal they have to achieve is to remove God consciousness. <laughs> so, excuse me, so that they can impart and so that they can impose upon us wickedness. Is you have to move God consciousness. So before there ever became a plea and a, and a, and a legislative plea in order to bring about uh, homosexual marriages, before that there was a fight going on in the Supreme Court over the Ten Commandments. Now, people saw it as basically something just, you know, insignificant, but it was major because what they want to do is remove the consciousness of God. So if they can remove right, the exactly. consciousness of God, then what they can do is berate you and overwhelm you with wickedness. And because they, and when I say they overwhelm you because they are projecting it through Dan, as Dan made a very good point, it's coming through the media, it's coming through all forms of entertainment, then what they do is they desensitize you to wickedness. See, wickedness is a mental thing, people. Remember that. We want to always think it's spiritual. Yes, the origin of it is spiritual. But David said, I would set no wicked thing before my eyes. Why? Because it would tempt me and cause me to sin. But every time we turn on our TV, we have wickedness. You cannot look at television 60 seconds and not see wickedness. You will see something that goes contrary to the very thing that they wanted to remove from all courthouses, courthouses in the United States of America, and you will see witnesses of what? Things that go contrary to the Ten Commandments because they are trying to desensitize us to God. And then you have these shows like The Preachers of L.A., and you have these sitcoms to where now you're making trivial of the sacred things of the Most High. What are they trying to do? They're trying right. to desensitize you to it. And then you have these shows on this open network, an open network is an enemy not only to black people, but to any people who want to or who I seem to live righteous and live holy. Because it, let's look at Oprah for an example. So if you want to look at examples, let's look at Oprah. Oprah was the mainstream of daytime talk radio television show for 30 years. Who was her supreme primary audience? It was middle class white women, mothers who stayed at home. And yet you had some black women. What was she promoting on her show? Singleness, homosexuality, defamation, effemination of men. What was she attacking? She was attacking the nuclear family. She was attacking the family structure. So she programmed women for 30 years. And at the zenith and at the height of that, 
what did we come into a movement called the Me Too movement? The Me Too movement is nothing but a homosexual movement under different disguise, under different names. These are things that are contrary to the word of God. They're contrary to the Ten Commandments. They're contrary to the scriptures. And what they are doing is that they are just they're blinding us. And now we have these same ideals and values in the church. One of the major prominent ministers, televangelists, was asked in regards to homosexuality, what are your thoughts on it? You should find the church that endorses that. What the hell? You are an apostle. You are impacting the lives and the minds and the thought process of millions of Christians. And that is your response to homosexuality? Because, no, we do not promote the kingdom. We promote Christianity. Because the kingdom says that those who participate and those who endorse it, that's in Romans. I'm not talking about the Old Testament. That's Romans chapter 1. It says that you're wicked. If I may, L, and that's why could I, you break down? And that's why could I you break down? That when he comes, he's, when he comes, I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. No, I would like for you to break down when you said uh, Christianity. I would like for you to break that down because some of the listeners may not understand what it is that you're referring to. Okay, I kind of lost my train of thought. What was I speaking saying in regards? To I apologize. I didn't mean for you. I didn't mean for you to do that. But you, when you were referring, I'm sorry. Well, brother John, I just want—I just—I had a, a few more things I wanted to say, y'all. So, well, I'll get right to you. I want L to finish what okay, I, I didn't mean ahead. to interrupt you and have you lo- lose your train of thought, brother. Brother L, it's just that we we know we know, and and, and I'll just say this: I was—I wanted you to explain it to them, but I'll explain it to the listeners, folks. And, and as a matter of fact, even to Dan, because oh, okay, we've had it, a discussion it, about I this. I got it. I got it. I got it back. I was speaking in regards to the, the to the to this ambassador. I mean, it's this apostle preacher, this bishop, that if I mention the person's name, everybody would know it. And as a matter of fact, it was not just him. It was another one who has another largest church in America. And they were asked on a talk show, and I believe it was the Larry King show in regards to the stance on homosexuality. And one of them said that you should find the church that basically that, 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 that teaches, that embraces your sexual orientation. And what I said is that that, that was contrary to the Bible, that's contrary to Scripture, that's contrary to everything we know in biblical tradition, because in Romans, we have a clear admonition from one of the chief apostles of the foundation of the church, the Apostle Paul, and he basically spoke in regards to these things about even those who show approval of them. And what I said, that when people espouse that type of information, that's not coming from the body of Christ, that's not coming from the church. See, what we have is a mixture of church and Christianity, and I will say this, to be very bluntly, if you've been listening to Seth's radio talk show for a year and you don't know the distinction between the Christianity and the church, you haven't been listening. Because when we say the church, we're speaking of born-again, spirit-filled believers. When we say church, we're speaking of an entity, an organization. I mean, Christianity, we're speaking of an entity, an organization that preaches Western Christianity but is crouched in white supremacy. And that would take us a, a, a time to go through. But what my point is, is that I'm saying is that when we look at the practical way that the New World Order is making its impact within the society and within the culture, we have to understand that it's not isolated to one area, but it's impacting all areas, including the church. And the arm that it impacts the church in is through the prism of Christianity. So that's, the, that's what a conflict is, because what we're doing is that people promote Christianity, but they don't promote the church. 
And when we, and to go even beyond that, we started this conversation by Seth addressing the issue of the kingdom of God. And so if you're preaching, and you, and so therefore if you are a pastor, a minister, an apostle, and you are asked a question in regards to the kingdom, you don't give your opinion. You give what is what does the Constitution dictate, and that says homosexuality in all regards is wrong. So I don't tell you to go find a church that embraces your thought system. I tell you no. In our kingdom, we do not endorse that. We don't promote that. We don't embrace that. Thank you. Well brother, said. Well said. Um, the, That's all right, brother. Before yeah. you speak, Pastor Chris, before you speak, Pastor Chris, uh-huh. I just want to reiterate um, and L is right. If you've been listening, you understand the distinction between the church and Christianity. I'm just going to reiterate it one more time because we do not want you to misunderstand that. It's, it's critical to our discussion that you understand that yeah, the church yeah. is the born-again believers. If you are a born-again believer and you call yourself a Christian, that's fine. That's fine. But who you really are, in essence, you're a born-again believer. You are born of water and born of the spirit. Christianity's root is in paganism. Now, folks, it's, I know it's hard to, to hear that word, and all along you've identified as a Christian. Understand that we are simply saying that you are now a born-again spirit being. And the structure of, quote-unquote, contemporary Christianity coming through uh, Constantine and the paganism that has been infused into it, which now gives information and teachings or whatever the case may be that's contrary to the word, that is what we stand against. So when we say Christians and Christianity, folks, we are not trying to defame you or your church. We're simply saying that a born-again believer is a spirit being, and, and if you call yourself a Christian, feel free to do so. But when you're listening to us, just understand the context in which we explain it. Uh, yeah. Pastor Chris, please. Yeah, I just wanted to say, you know, El Yeshua, thank you, my brother. But all I just wanted to say, add on to what I said earlier, was that, you know, you are right, that Western, now, but just make sure that you clarify and say Western Christianity. It's not all Christianity, but Western Christianity, which Constantine got a hold of. But what, right. all, but what I wanted to say is, is that, um, um, you know, democracy. What does the word democracy mean? Okay, what does the word theocracy mean? Let me let me look uh, it up. Let me look it up. Means, okay, well I'll tell you why you're looking it up. Theocracy but means say, a form I, I of government. Up, okay. But but democracy it's, it's a is a government, government of the people. That, re, the government of the people represented by the people for the people. Theocracy is the study and research of God. I would I would I would disagree. Theocracy means the definition of theocracy means theo meaning what? Theology. Well, yeah, well the, theo is a Greek word for it, God. God. Okay. So theocracy means God centered. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm words, sorry. Go- you know what, Pastor Chris? Pastor Chris, I do apologize. A theocracy is a government, a, a, a right. government that is ruled right. by God. I'm sorry. Right. They, like in other words, like in like in Saudi Arabia, the the rules of the country are in the Quran. 
That's what rules right. in. Okay, right. now, now what does democracy mean? Ruled by the people majority. Nope. The word itself, what does it mean? Theocracy means God-centered. Let me help you out. Democracy. Demon censored. That's what democracy means. Demon censored. Now, is, the, that, is, that, is so that a revelation by the Father or is that a, a dictionary? Dictionary. But think about it. Demo, in other words, theocracy, we know theo means God and crossing means sinner. So, what does demon centered mean? Well, hold on, because people, people listening are going to go right to the dictionary, they're going to look up democracy, and I guarantee you, it ain't going to say live by no demons. So what, what are you breaking down when you do your research? Well, I'm breaking how did you down, get the in, other words, con- in other words, democracy is contrary to theocracy, because we don't use the Bible as the law of the land. Demon, theo-god-centered, democracy is demon-centered. <laughs> That's well, what I, mean. I, I think I understand what you mean uh, by brother, demon, but uh, I don't know that. Just, just moving along real quickly because I don't want to, you no, know. Well, brother, I don't okay, know. okay. Add, let me, he's let right. Me, he's, I want to. I can show it to you. I can show it to you through the doctrine. Through go, you can go to Google. The origin of the word comes from the word demo. It's from the same word where you get demon. It is a Greek word. That is the origin of the word. It comes from the word demokratia, which is Greek. And and the Latin and, and French interpretation came to decrop, and that's where we get the word democracy. But the origin of the word comes from a word means demos, and it means literally it's the same root word that you get the word demon from, and that is the origin. Thank you, brother L. Thank okay. you, brother L. Well, okay. well, I think I like to say something on there. Uh, if, if I may, brother Dan, before you speak, let's make sure that Pastor Chris is done. Oh yeah, well, let me let me say this right no, quick. No, when he's finished, I like to say to after he finished. Okay. Okay. What what I, I was the last thing I wanted to say, brother Dan, I agree with you full heartedly on the fact that our young people are exposed to a lot of violence, and you know I you know I told you how old I was today tonight, but in other words, at one time we had guidance to let us know, hey, that's just fantasy. That's not real life. That's not something that's real. I know a guy who who had a mentoring program, and he was talking to the young brothers about murder and killing one another, and their answer to him was, it's not a big deal. If you shoot somebody, they get up in a few minutes because that's what happens on the video games. You shoot somebody, they don't die. They mm-hmm. get up in two or three minutes, true. and that was their reality. They believed that that was true. And so, you know, without guidance and, and, and all of the violence they're exposed to, I think it does have a big effect on young people because they do get desensitized. You know, somebody got killed, big deal. And I'm finished. I'm through. Okay. Brother John? Brother John? Brother John might have stepped away, Dan. Why don't you go ahead and say what you're going to say? What you okay, thank uh, you, Brother Seth. Oh, thank you. I was going to say that I, you, um, 
I believe I got right, Pastor Chris. Thank you for agreeing with me, and it, it's true. But most of the shooting, our shootings take place in the street by game-related or uh, um, stuff like that that people shoot. Um, the um, Columbine was the was the was the the um, turning point of violent shooting in school. Most of these shootings are done not by young people, but older people that's doing these shootings of uh, these mass shootings. The, the one at the concert, the one at, in churches, those were not done by young people. Those were done by older people. So it's a wide range of people are affected, not just young people, but who knows how many years people have been looking at these violent things until they start acting on it. They might look at it as young and start acting on it when they got older, you know. But here's another thing I'd like to say before I finish. Thank you for agreeing. Thank you to the brothers that agree with me. I appreciate that. Also, I'd like to say when they shot people in the 40s in the movies, they didn't show blood. They just shot them. They fell down. You just assumed they was dead. Today, that's not the same. So if you look at the 40s movie, you look at today, you're going to see more blood. You look at the news of the 60s, and you look at the news of the day, they show more detailed, gory things that they've never shown before about murder, killing, and stuff like that. But I'd like right, to say right. one more thing about Christianity. Our nation was found, our nation was found under God. If you look at your coins, it says, in God we trust. Now, we know everybody in this country are not Christians, but we are Christians. That's who we really trust. We trust God. We look to God. But these, the, our country was found by people who said they were Christians and it was men after God's own heart. So concerned about the hey, demonology uh, that, yes. In that regard, in that regard, in that regard uh, Brother Seth, Brother John, are you all back? Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Are we okay. on one of the Yeah. 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 No, no, no. We're all here. You guys went silent for a minute. Um, yeah. You went, yeah, you went silent there for a minute. But in that regard, Brother Dan, when we deal, when you yeah. talk about when we talk about the New World Order, we have to understand that we're talking about something that is very that. As a matter of fact, Brother John, since you're on the line, I want to read something that you wrote, and it says the end game, starting from the end. You cannot have one world government without addressing the United States, land of the free, home of the brave. You cannot address the United States without having martial law in place so that the materialized infrastructure can be put into place without a backlash of the citizens and internal international community. You cannot have martial law without a major nationwide uprising as a pretext for the martial law. You cannot have a major national uprising unless it revolves around race as that is foundation for all major contemporary civil unrest. You cannot have racial civil unrest unless you create an atmosphere of inequity amongst the races. By the way, black is not a race, but a designation created during Beacon's Rebellion to separate the downtrodden of color from the downtrodden of non-color, as explained by Seth Turner. You cannot efficiently polarize the races without a specific point of contention. So one man who happens to be no okay now I'll leave it there now that is in direct regard to what would take place in the United States and that is not a hypothetical or a thesis that all you have to do is the, the scripture talks about knowing the signs of the times and look at the things that's taking place to know that literally we are approaching that 
But here's the issue in regard to this whole thing of, of again, the issue of, of New World Order. And why is it, why can you not go through America in order to have a New World Order? Like I said, because we are built upon supposedly the ideal of democracy, a free society. People have the freedom to elect their officials, to elect their representatives. People have a right to bear arms. People have a right to, to free press. These are things that actually Americans take for granted because they think that all nations have them. And as a matter of fact, if we look at the mother nations, you do not have those, those absolute rights in Britain and the U.K. As a matter of fact, you cannot own a handgun in the U.K. And as we know that there's a lot of uprising and turmoil and unrest in the U.K. Now, so then, this gets to the point to where literally if we want to deal with issues and solutions, we have to deal with the issue of your and so many people's concept that America was built on the Bible and the Word of God. Now, the thing is that in the biblical aspect, there are three people on this line I know who will concert an agreement that say that America is represented in the Bible in the 17th and 18th chapter of the book of Revelation, which refers to Babylon the Great, Mystery Babylon, the great whore who has committed fornication with the kings of the earth, of the nations of the earth, and have made them drunk with the wine of her fornication. The most influential nation on planet Earth in the last hundred years has been the United States of America. There's a saying that says that as America goes, so goes the world. That's why come when you have these nations that Brother Chris spoke of in regards to the Koran, whose nations who are governed by a theocracy, is governed by that book and the laws in that book, they do not, at a long time, they would not allow their nations access to Internet because they did not want an influx of American culture coming into their nation. So the thing is now, you say this nation was built upon godly principles. I beg to differ with you. This nation was built upon the principles, the rituals, and the laws of masonry. And I guarantee that there are two people on this line at least who can go with you line upon precept upon precept and prove that context and prove that we're talking about an historical ideal by a guy named Sir Francis Bacon that was attained, and all of a sudden, now when we look at the history, in the year 1776, two major monumental events took place. It was the Declaration of the United States from, from England, in which became the independence, and it was the formation of the Illuminati. Now, if you will look at any of the materials and the documents, the very thing and the principles in which they established this nation on, and their religious views were deities, they were not fundamental Christians. That's why I come, essentially, everything that they wrote, their lifestyles were totally contrary to it. The very man who wrote and designed the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, Thomas Jefferson, how slaves, and he was a fornicator and adulterator to his heart. So what we have to do is we have to, we have to love the Lord with all our heart, soul, mind, and body, not just our soul. We have to love him with our mind. And that requires research because the biggest, most prominent thing that would take place at the end time, and this is why I come Brother Seth and John saw fit to address this issue of the New World Order, is deception. And the greatest deception that has happened religiously in this nation, and whether you want to believe it or not, but I can prove it to you, is Christianity. And that's where it came from. If I may. And that's why they were able if to I do may. certain things, and we never, ever objected, because it was done under the auspices of Christianity, my brother. So what we if have I to may. do, we gonna, think these, we, I'm sorry, go ahead, Shrug said. What I was, if I may, El, 
we we're gonna run over oh, just a little bit. I'm gonna be done it. That's okay. Um, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, just to get a breather. We're going to uh, let you complete your point. Dan can respond back if he chooses. Uh, but we're just going to take a quick break, and we'll, we'll be back. Brother yeah, Seth. Folks, uh, thank you, folks. Uh, again, we, boy, we're firing away. I love it. Good dialogue, folks. Yeah, we'll take a little short break. Just a quick distraction identification. It won't be a full break like we normally take. But, again, folks, we're going to listen to the Five Foods Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have on the line Brother Ellis Shure, Ellison Always from Fort Worth, Texas, as well as Pastor Alfie Cruz. Dan Wallace and our moderator, John, John Clark. Thank you for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, don't forget you can press 1 on the phone lines and come on and talk to us. Just press 1. We'll get back to the break. We'll take that question. If you're on the, in the chat room, you have questions, remember what to do. You're just simply going to type your question with question marks before and after those questions, and we'll get back to that as well after this little short and break. And call me because it's not We'll be right back. And uh, everybody, yes, 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 we will uh, talk. Yeah, we might as well talk about it now. But if you are listening to us on the um, and you click on the link, remember at 10 o'clock you won't be able to listen to the rest of the show. So you have to call the phone number now. Call the phone number now. That's 914-205-5590. We'll be right back, folks.
Nobody here. No. Okay. <laughs> no okay. Well, when I hear it, nothing going on. Yeah. Yeah. So it may be in the line. Anyway. It may be in the line. Okay. So yeah. All right. Well, anyway, brother and pastor, uh, I'll see Chris. Your your line is open. Well, I will say this really quickly again. But John's going to be in a ten. But we're going to roll over a little bit because this topic is just we just got to get into the solution. Uh, again, people are seeing attacks, secret wars against their standards, the biblical standards. And they are seeing the, the 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 fingerprints, the handprints of the New World Order all around their lives, and they need to know some hope. And I just don't don't think we hit it quite enough. So we want to just turn the tables right now and hit, talk a little bit about the hope. But John, it's in your hand. 
Um, actually, if I may, Brother Seth, before we do the hope, there's one thing that was not mentioned tonight that I have seen that it's just, it, it, it not only have, have I seen it a lot on social media or be it like a YouTube, but I've seen it personally with people that I know in my family. And what that is, is a direct attack on the Bible, thus an attack on the fact that the Messiah did not, quote unquote, walk the walk this earth and that the Bible is just a bunch of, of stories that can be taken metaphysically. Folks, um, for those people who do not read a lot, you can easily be shaken by this. What I'm going to explain to you now is for the people who you're not shaken, but you don't know how to dispute it. And then also for the people who may be shaken by this. One of the main things that I tell people when they say, like, the Bible's just a, a bunch of uh, uh, nursery rhymes and stories or whatever the case may be, I tell them plainly, then why are there actual historical people in there, such as Nebuchadnezzar, such as Cyrus, such as Darius, uh, uh, the, uh, such as Artaxerxes? Artaxerxes? These are actual people, folks. Herod, of uh, who was the Tetrarch. These, you can go into a history book and find these people. You can find these countries. Yes, yes. They existed. They existed. And so the person, what, you, what you're going to find, folks, is that I don't look to put forth a lot of effort because oftentimes a, when a person is operating and in their heart, they are anti-Christ. It doesn't make a difference what you say. Because when I explain that to the person, they'll say something like, well, the Bible was written by man, and, you know, they can put anything in there. Um, folks, yeah, it, it may have been written, but it was not inspired by man. These same people Absolutely. talk about there is, there is a God. If there's a God, why can't a God actually create a book? <laughs> it's like, what, what type it's of God can pull it's that a, off? It's, a, it's, a, it's an antichrist spirit, and that's why we have to see it for exactly what it is, because what it is, it's antichrist. And that is, it, it shouldn't come as a surprise to us as we move closer that we're going to see more and more manifestations. And the, again, this comes back to the point that the answers, well, I mean, the bottom line is that these things, if you like, uh, Pastor Chris made a comment about Iran. If you would go back to the scriptures, you could actually read the scriptures and know world events that are going to take place before they happen. Mm -hmm. What happens is that that comes through revelation. And then what happens is you start mm -hmm. seeing things that are taking place within the world, geopolitical events that are taking place, and you see how these things line up with the scripture. The scripture is the most accurate prophecy book in the history of the world. Because things but, now you can go back and look at the scriptures and see the things that are taking place, and you can see how these things, how the scriptures predate these things that were going to take place. You mentioned Cyrus. Cyrus was mentioned in the scriptures before he was born by name. Fifteen hundred years. That's right. That's right. Fifteen hundred years before he was ever born, he was mentioned by name and what he would do. So the accuracy of the scriptures, but the problem is, is this: that the devil always strikes. When his prey is weakest And now we live in a time where 
to, to those people who believe in Christ and follow the so sought follow the word of God, they actually live in biblical illiteracy. And that is a problem at this point in time, because what does not the scripture say, Brother John, that if it would be possible, and you have to understand that deception begins with what you believe. If you go even study the word, that's why I come and say discernment is the opposite, it's the antidote to deception, because what you are to do. Literally, if you look up the biblical definition in the Greek, it means to examine and research and then approve or disapprove. That's what discernment is. So how can you operate in discernment if you don't know the authentic when you get hit with the false? So I tell people, don't be concerned about going all into these sites and how do you, you know, how you deal with defense of the scriptures. No, read the Bible. Read it, read it, read it, read it, read it. Read it. If I may, L, folks, Please, what sir. you'll find. Matter of fact, I was going to say everything that powerful, you said, but, but thanks. <laughs> what you'll find, folks, with these people, a matter of fact, here's what you ask them. So have you read the Bible? Because what you'll find is that they haven't. What they did is watch the video about somebody who has an antichrist spirit and tearing down the Bible, uh, they'll say mm-hmm. all these things have happened before. And as Brother Yahshua up in Sensi, he tells you plainly, it's written in the stars. It's written in the stars, folks. And so, yes, it's, it's, able, uh, it's, it's possible that certain things may have taken place, but it was not the genuine article. Deception is the, the whole objective of deceiving is to make the the object, the lure, if you will, look like the actual thing. But you t- ask them, so do you read the Bible? Well, yeah, I've read it. Have you read the whole Bible? Yeah, how many times? I mean, I ain't really, I ain't really read the whole Bible. So <laughs> you're really in no position to make Absolutely. this comment. You, you're point. in no position to make this comment. For those people who say, well, it was written, it was written by man. So so were your math books, your English books, and you accepted that. Why do you have a beef with this book? Why? It's like, matter of fact, what you'll find is that they don't have a beef with the book. They have a beef with God. There you and go. There they you use go. that book Dang. as a way to, to remove God or to remove – like there's those people who they are, they are not, quote, unquote, Christians. They're not born again. And maybe they follow some new age belief. And so they'll be like, yeah, you know, this is all metaphysical or whatever the case may be. When you speak to these folks, people, you don't want to put a whole lot of time in it. You may want to pray for them because if they do not want to be released from the spirit that grasps their mind, then they will not be. And so you would be arguing uh, futilely. It will be for nothing. And so – so, again, I only say this because I've seen this a lot. And, again, the, the whole purpose of this show is what is coming against the word, the Bible, the quote-unquote Christianity, the, 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 the way of life. What is coming against that that the New World Order has produced? And it's an influx of people who have all of this quote-unquote knowledge, and they would like to derail any Christian who does not have a root in the Bible. Um, I'll leave that at that. Powerful. Very powerful. Brother, 
appreciate your, your your hard work tonight. I really do. Folks, like I said, we're going to roll over a little bit. I'm just going to take over as moderating, and we're just going to continue to just, just hit this because this is so serious. Secret wars against biblical standards. They're everywhere, folks, attacking what the home is, what church is, what a man is, what a woman is, confusion around sexuality, confusion around what a legitimate marriage is, um, just, uh, there's there's this system that we call the New World Order, Brother Elishua and Brother Dan and, and Pastor Chris, that is using the, the successful tool. This might be the most successful tool of all. Maybe not, I think religion is, but number two would have to be racism, because like Elishua say, it's a made-up concept. And uh, they got us really thinking white people are legitimately a race, when white people is nothing more than an extension of dark-skinned people uh, who lost pigmentation years ago. And then if you start talking about how they lost pigmentation, you're going to lose a lot of people because they're going to they're gonna be they're so far into denial and, and deception. They don't believe that uh, <laughs> that uh, white skin came as a result of a curse. So that will break the back of any type of white thinking they're superior. You come from us. We come from you. We're, we're one in terms of uh, a one human family. And then there was uh, 70 nations, uh, Brother Elishua and Brother Pastor uh, Chris and Brother Dan, 70 nations, and those seven nations broke off in other nations. But all the nations, all the nations can produce white skin. All the nations can produce blonde hair. All the nations can produce folks that could go to Europe and pass for white, especially, no, no, and then if those albinos in all those nations mix with each other, continue to mix with each other, they lose the ability to produce dark skin altogether. There you have white people right there. So what is a white person? It's the most confusing concept. It's the most. It is the biggest lie I want to say created. And now we're looking at people like you, white, you black. No such thing. No such thing as a black person. That's even more confusing. The whole earth was dark-skinned people at one point, but they weren't related. They have different cultures, different languages. When the Father scattered all the people that was constantly mixing, 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 mixing among themselves, mixing, 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 mixing among themselves, there was no difference in colors. It was all one people. So, folks, this new world order came about and caused a whole bunch of division and confusion. Uh, brother, uh, oh, Seth, 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 what did you just say? Last thing you just said. What did you just say about the people? Do you know that that's exactly the new world order? You know how we own this thing about unifying? Because the first step is you unify religion. Kevin Cope and all these guys now are promoting what they call uh, uh, interfaith religion, uh, where you have Muslims, um, the Jews, these Catholics coming together. This is the crux, and this is going to shock a lot of people. The New World Order is about unification for the purpose of control. Do you understand that what yes. Seth just said? Say, Seth just stated this. Because when men come together without the counsel and without the wisdom and acknowledgement of God, they create their own world. And all this began with a leader, a black man, that we would term black according to our social understanding, named Nimrod. 
And do you remember yeah. what the Most High did with those efforts, what he did? He separated the people and he confused their languages. So anytime yeah. you have a movement of people who want to promote a certain unification across boards, you better be leery. And that's what the New World Order seeks to do. No, no sexual orientation, no races. That's why come you have these shows that blackish that morphing into these other shows that basically where you have this intermingling of the races. You don't have a nuclear black family on TV anymore, and they made sure that they would destroy any possibility from future generations exposed to it when they destroyed the career of a man named Bill Cosby. You can't even run his shows on TV no more. Hold on, I yep, get yep, yep. No, 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 I'm with you. Uh... I just want to just just really quick. I just made Dion put his hand up. I thought, and so, but I'm back. I, I heard the final part of what you said. I may have missed about 15 seconds of what you were saying. But uh, it, it is about unification of of, of people. Uh, and, and folks, let's get something straight. Because I remember John last week saying, uh, uh, President Obama talked about we need one language. I mean, one. Uh, we need uh, a new world order. Something really wrong. Let's get some straight about a new world order. If the world is uniting, that's a good thing. Pastor Chris, you there? You hadn't heard from you. I hadn't heard from your voice in a while. You still there, right? I'm here, brother. I'm and here. And brother Dan, you there, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're gonna wrap up here a little bit. I just want to just because I want to get people some hope, you know, because they're hearing this stuff and and Pastor Chris talked about heart. That stuff is very scary. We want to get some people some hope before we wrap up here about no more than about ten fifteen minutes. But listen, there's nothing wrong, brothers and sisters, about unifying the whole planet. We should be afraid. I know what Obama meant. We should be united. It's just that to do what? What's going to be the government? What laws are going to rule us? What currency is going to rule us? What's this? Are we going to have one currency? Well, that's when you get into the demonic, straight-up, pure wickedness. And that's when you can see Satan. But the kingdom of the Most High wants to do the same thing. The Most High, y'all of Israel, wants to do the same thing. He wants us all speaking one doctrine. He all want us all believing in him. And truth be told, his kingdom is more like a dictatorship than it is a democracy. There's only one person making the decisions. Wisdom flows from him to the nations. But this so-called dictatorship, or this leader, is a better word, is a good leader. He's the leader of the earth. So we got to be very careful with what we're saying and not saying. It's nothing wrong with unifying. And so when you put the unifying, I don't terribly think it's a bad idea. But when I see what they're unifying for, that's when I speak up. That's when I, I oppose. I hear a little noise in the background. Somebody messing with something, okay? But uh, Brother Dan hasn't heard from you in a while. I want us to do this. I want to switch gears and start talking about hope again. Yes, there's heart. Uh, H-A-A-R-P. Uh, high frequency where they have the power. It's the biggest weapon on the earth, folks. It makes our atomic bomb look like firecrackers. I mean, it's just like a, hundreds of radio stations. That beam that they have all in one bum, bundle up, and they can't uh, cause weather warfare. They can do things to the ocean. They just point those rays 
all in a scale of what they can do. It really is. There is no no organization like the scripture says who can do well with this beast. Nobody. Nobody can do well with the New World Order but the Most High. So I will go first and say, folks, our solution, the hope, is we have got to get close to the Father. We have got to be able to understand what the Holy Spirit is, be full of it, pursue what that is, and uh, be led by it. In Hebrew, it's called uh, Ruach HaKadosh. But it's the Holy Spirit that the Father sent here to do just that, it lead us in out of danger, to empower us. And also, the biggest reason, I think, that I must say, first and foremost, is to teach us who the Father is, is to get us into a more harmonious relationship with the Father. But make no qualms about it. The Holy Spirit does work with angels all around us for our protection. The believer don't have to just be handed over to the dogs and no protection whatsoever. Like I said, if an earthly father wants to protect his children, just know that the Holy Father, the Most High Yah of Israel, hallelujah, definitely wants to protect us. There is protection for us, not just physically, but spiritually, even financially. I just don't believe that we just we just hopeless and so but again any comments with regards to the hope uh that's within us and that's outside of us. Again, I know some of us are gonna suffer for Christ's sake, but I'm talking about blessings that we can enjoy in this life, please. Yes, um, I say to the people who are listening and don't have Jesus, yes, it looks hopeless for you. It looks hopeless in the world because um, you're, you're walking in darkness. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. So the first step for hope is to turn your life over to God, your whole life, your whole heart to God, and live for him. And then follow his word that's in the Bible and go to a good church that teaches the word of God. And you will see that God is the father that you're looking for or the shepherd or the leader you're looking for. And he, will, he covers all areas. It's not just in the church. It's spiritual, it's financial, and it's health. So God is a very aware of all the needs of the people of the world. All you need to do is turn to God, look to him, trust him, walk after him. Don't don't let your friends influence you and say, hey, man, what are you doing, man? Why are you, why are you not out there in the bar with a party? And, and that girl, that girl that you like, man, she really want to get back. You live a different life. And God will bless you. If you walk after him, he said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto him. I would encourage anyone, and I encourage Christians too, look to God. Don't give up. He loves you. Don't give up. He loves you. Trust in him. His word will not let you down, and God will not let you down either. I'm finished. Yes, 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 Dan. That's powerful, powerful, powerful. And uh, what we're going to do is I'm going to come back to everybody for last words. But, again, the hope, the hope. Is there hope? You know, uh, a lot of people feel like if the if the New World Order is controlling everything, you know, it's got our churches causing havoc in our churches. A lot of people don't want to go to church anymore uh, or go fellowship with the church which is inside of us. They don't want to go to these fellowships no more. The home, they, 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 they got 
our homes, uh, you know, causing trouble in our home with having putting a woman over the man. And y'all know, y'all know, you know, especially been listening to this uh, network, and they got men so confused they don't know what what a man is or what a woman is uh, no more. Uh, they what marriage is, uh, and then like I said, uh, I keep repeating this for a reason. Uh, they you're using things like racism to divide us. We about. Uh, 
a revelation that happened. It ain't two revelations that happened with Christ. There's one way the Father wants us to think about Him. There's one, we're supposed to be one voice. When we, when the church is in one accord, we have power. Not when we all dissect it. So, yes, I don't have no trouble with people saying we need to be all, we need to treat our brothers and sisters the same. Love each other, treat each other as you want to be treated. We need one rule about how to treat people. You know, we're going to have police officers that need to treat everybody the same. Don't treat this person wrong and that person wrong. I agree. I understand what Obama is trying to say. But I said very clearly about three times earlier, why do you want to unite us? Do you want to unite us so we can bow our knee to this God? Okay, then I'm not for that unification. Why do you want to unite the currency? If you want to do this so we can tell and support this this God, this false God, then I'm not for it. Why do you want it? Maybe you didn't hear that part. But if any type of I heard it all. If any type unification is a lovely word, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful, a man. word. Last thing I'll say, I promise in less than 10 seconds. Okay. What you're doing will <laughs> not dividing that word with the agenda. Say it again. All you hear is a story. Oh, my God, we united. We united. But if you united to save the Father, that's wonderful. That's all I'm talking about, saving the Father. You need to serve the Father. You right. need to have one voice. Go ahead. But what I'm saying, Brother Seth, is that there is a called out assembly, the ecclesia, the ecclesia. They are called out assembly. They are they are the group who are operating directly under the Messiah. The rest of those nations, they are to be ruled. He said he will rule with a scepter of iron. So it's like all I'm saying is that the only time God was okay with unification is like all you heathen nations pull together and I'm gonna still put foot to your behind. That's the only time you think literally, you've been good with that. Literally and, so, and, and, and that's why, and that's I why what you're so, saying. No, but that's if I can't let me that's why it's so essential to understand timing. Because some things that are permissible at one time are not permissible at another time. That's why come Solomon said there's a time for war, there's a time for peace. And at the time that we're in right now, it is a, not a time of world unification. Anybody who now Prior to the time of Christ's appearing, when he cracks the sky and lands on Mount Olives, and he stands there and declares his kingdom, any call for unification prior to that time has, is satanic in its origin. It really is. And that's the point, the distinction between what you're saying, Seth, and what Brother, and what Brother John is saying. It's what you both are saying is the same thing, but what you differ at is in the time. That, yes, there will be. A, but understand this. If you want to know the difference between the kingdom of the kingdom of unification under God and the kingdom of unification under man, the first thing it does is it excludes God. The second thing is this. This is a, a revelation that I got this week. I told John about it. I posted something to the, to the regard of it on Facebook. And I said, how could you – I said, have you ever thought about the fact that you could buy and purchase land in America, build a house on that land? Do you know you still don't have sovereign rule over that land? Because you still pay taxes on that property, even though it belongs to you. And so if you go a certain number of years without paying taxes, they say you default on your taxes, and they claim your land and your structure. That is not freedom. That, my, 
my people is slavery. They they still own. So when you go to England, private property ownership is very, very little in comparison to the United States. Because what? They let you know. They don't even give you the illusion that you think that you can somehow control and rule a piece of real estate. So when you understand, when you look at the Bible and the prophets, guess what? When the Messiah comes to rule, if we have a president over the United States, he is not going to dismantle the president of the United States. The president of the United States, when it comes to world international affairs, must submit to the rule of the Messiah. But we have to understand, we have to look at it from a scripture standpoint and make sure we don't have ideals based upon this information that we're presented to from Christianity because the scripture clearly says the Gentiles have inherited lies. And the problem that lies in where we're at now is we've inherited those same lies because they have been the father and the dissemination of the information that comes from the church and the secular world. We need to change that narrative. Well, like I was saying, I would ask the question, why do you want to unite? Right. If it's not for the a kingdom principle, it's in. It ends. I'm not for the uniting. Exactly. I agree. So it when Obama says we want to unite everybody and we want to do this, if I, if we if we know that that's not his, the true intentions or, or, or some kind of way it's not going to be a true uniting, I'm not for it. <laughs> if, 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 the world, if the country or the world can never be united because there's some weakest people over here and they're not going to buy them what Obama's saying, they're going to try to treat then I'm not for it. But I think it's so wonderful, beautiful. I love what the Most High is doing in the, in the kingdom of the Most High, in the kingdom that's coming to this earth. They're all united. They're righteous. Now, you know. But Obama's not of the kingdom of God. Obama's not a Hold on, let's find it out. Hold on, hold on. I don't know if you what I mean by y'all not dividing it. If Obama tells me, or if we find out later, and it sounds like according to the scriptures, we know that that's not it, guess what? That's the end. Nothing to talk about. Just the fact that he suggested, but, just the fact that he suggested lets us know it's not of God, because he's not of the kingdom okay, of God. Okay, if you so want to go by that. of a people who are not of the kingdom it's not a true authentic unification under the okay, kingdom of God. Obama is contrary that, to the kingdom of God. I got you. I got you. If you want to bring up the fact about the homosexuality, all the authorizing and all that, and we say, no, that's not the point. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let you go for a while. Let me get this out because we got to wrap this show up. We didn't get into the hope, but maybe we have to do part two. But my point is this, folks. If we find out or we know that he doesn't really mean what he say. That's the end of it. I don't know why y'all not hearing that. Y'all thinking I'm saying, oh, let's no, go to Obama. We do, no. hear, we do hear that. We do hear uh, it. I, I hear it. But all what, but, all but, I'm but, saying is what we're saying is, this. Saying is that if you, understand the, if you understand the word, the fact that Obama would suggest that, I don't have to find that. I already know it's wrong because he suggested it. So then I don't have to okay. wait nine days later and determine that okay. what he suggested is all wrong. Right. In that the situation, that uh, in that situation, what you say, Brother Seth, or whoever that's looking for this unity of everybody, this man here is doesn't have his true intentions. Then he don't really mean what we want. It's over. <laughs> I don't think y'all understand what I'm saying. I just said I think what the Mosai is doing, 
when he comes to this earth. And let's just talk about the New Jerusalem. When it's all, all, all united, one voice, one doctrine, streets of gold, that's a beautiful thing. So that's why I said earlier, I understand what Obama thinks he's trying to do. It's a good thing. But when we find wickedness in it, and it sound like y'all have, that's it. You don't follow that. So to hear me saying, follow Obama, follow anybody that says we're united, I, I'm not saying that. So you got to hear everything I'm saying. Again, if the man is uniting for the wrong reason, I ain't for it. If he is uniting for the wrong reason, I'm not for anybody uniting us for the wrong reason. That's power in uniting. The Father said about the Tower of Battle, let us go down because there is nothing impossible with these people. I'm not for another Tower of Babel. I was just saying if it's a good thing to want to be one, and it is. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to go into a school and they all broke up and all this, everybody got it, and, and get that school on one accord, get that church on one accord, get one voice, get the church all, you know, Tithing or give them, get them all giving or get them all loving or get them all. It's a unity. Global unity is a good thing if it's for a good reason. If it's not, end of conversation. So listen, just to wrap up here, because I want to get final words from everybody. Um, I hope y'all understand what I'm saying. Definitely not for no global unity of some wickedness. Brother Chris, you haven't said anything in a while. Why don't you go ahead and give me your last words so we can close out this show and let's give everybody more about okay, minutes sure, sure. of response and then Brother Dan and then Brother go back to Ella Shore and we'll wrap up the show, please. Okay, Seth, I, I think I think you didn't hear what, what Brother El Yeshua and John were saying. What they were saying is that in the Bible, the only one world government that is going to be godly is going to be when Yeshua comes back. Anybody else talking about unity and we're going to have a one-world government, if it's not Jesus saying that, then it's, it's of evil. Well, so, what? in other words, it's hold, hold, huh? hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. If they are saying that and it's for evil, no, I what don't address it. <laughs> the hold, on the only... hold on a second. Hold on a second. I just got to say this. If, if the scripture says anybody coming for global unity, their heart is not right and they're really not doing it. Well, no. I'm not for it. What's I'm not for it. I'm not for it. Okay. Okay, but listen, what, what, you, what they're trying to tell you is that only the one world government that comes under the Christ is going to be righteous. I'm for it. Anybody else, anybody else outside of Christ who's saying, I want to start a one world government, what the Bible tells us is not for Christ, it's for evil. So what they were saying is that I'm not going to waste my time listening to Obama or anybody else talking about a one-world government and, and one-world unity because it is not from Christ. And it's, that means it's, it is of evil from the very beginning. And if it is from, if it's from evil, whether I find out later, maybe they, let's just say they know. You don't have to find out later because the Bible has already told you that the okay, only thing that is going to come from Christ. Then that would mean, hold on a second, let's slow this down. That would mean I'm ignorant. No, that what it means mean, is that no, no, you no, might no, not have read. Hear me out really quickly, really quickly. That would mean 
they have read some of the scriptures, and maybe I don't know. I'm not for Obama doing something stupid. I'm just saying, I, I, my words was, I understand what Obama think he is saying. It's a beautiful thing for the earth to be unified. It certainly is. I'm not going to take that back. But it's under well, what banner? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. I'm saying to y'all this. I, you, you're ignoring what I said after that. I would say, I said I would say this. Why are you uniting? And when I find out, be it scripture, be it whatever, Obama going to, if, 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 in this scenario, he's going to have to tell me, or, or I'm going to have to find out. Once I find out, it's not for the kingdom principles. That's it. There's no more conversation. Well, the Bible tells you, but the, but the Bible tells you the only kingdom principle that's going to be righteous is going to be the kingdom of Christ. Okay. So anybody so else, out, anybody, can I finish, can I finish that? Anybody else who comes along until the coming of Christ and saying, I want to unify, I want to have a one world order. Well, the Bible's already told you that the only one world order that is going to be righteous is going to be the one under Christ. And if you look at it, the, and that's what happened in Babylon. They had a one world government and they started doing evil. And if you think about it, how many times in the Bible is there a one world government and it was for righteousness? Okay. I don't know why we're not understanding each other. I'm definitely not for no one world government that's wicked. I've said it. Aaron and us talking about it. I hear y'all. Y'all hear me. Bottom line is we'll end up at the same place. You may know right here as soon as he said, I ain't going to listen to you. I might say, okay, Obama, why is it for? Y'all done already walked off. Man, I ain't joining you. I'm saying, Obama, what is it for? Let's just talk about, of course, he told the truth. Well, we, we, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I ain't for it. Eventually, y'all, I'll catch y'all down the street. Like, y'all, I knew it all along. That's what y'all would say. I knew it all along. Bobby always said, okay, it's the same place. No, but, no, but, 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 Seth, but Seth, I get your point. I get your point. I get your point clearly, Seth, but I think that this is what, this is what has to be understood. The, the, the platform is to edify, to enlighten, and to educate. And what happens is this, as simple as this, I thought about this. If Josiah was six years old, and you had walked into a building, you saw these yellow stripes all around the building. That building was contaminated. And there were airborne diseases in that building. And the question is, and I'm, I'm merging John now, but anyway. Why are you merging this, John? I thought John had some hot thing to do with him. I don't know, but anyway, he came back. It wasn't no we hot thing to do with him. It was a hard appointment, Seth. A hard appointment. That's all it was. Okay, all right. Okay. Well, I we got to wrap up now. You're popping back. We got to go now. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, Y'all let, me go ahead. Finish, let me finish. Let me finish this point. And as Josiah walked into that building, that building has yellow stripes around it, saying that it's contaminated. There's airborne contaminations in the building. If you've told Josiah already, there's a building located on a certain street. Okay. But Josiah said there's buildings like this all the time. Where any of those buildings that you see, if it has a striped yellow around it, which is implying contamination, don't go into that building. Josiah need not walk into that building to discover that building is contaminated because his father already told him that building is contaminated. That is the reason for the word. It is to protect us. And if the word says that anybody, anybody, any government, I don't care how righteous you think the individual, because I think this point here goes to an issue of what's Obama's motivation. I don't care what his motivation is, good or bad. Anybody who suggests unifying a one-world government 
they're already wrong. So you need not to invest any more time in them because they're not Jesus Christ. They're not Yahweh Shad Hamashiach. And that is the point. It's a simple point that we're trying to I got you. I got you. I got you. Issue, right. And so that's the issue to the people who are listening. When we make these points, these points are to give you information to help protect you, to safeguard you. I'm going to make my last closing statement because we are pressed for time. And I want to say this here is that I would tell everybody, be encouraged. But this is the most important thing you need to know that you need to do in the days that we live in. If you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. The difference between carnality and the spirit, one is, is life and peace. That's the spirit. Carnality equals death. And at this time, at this point, that means literally. That means that if you're not in the spirit, you can walk out your door. That building that you're in could be targeted for the, the demolition and everybody within, all the people within it and all the contents within. If you're not in the spirit and the Holy Spirit tells you not to do a thing like the people on 9-11, there were people who the Holy Spirit spoke to and said, stay at home today. And they didn't go to work because they stayed at home. But if they were not in the spirit, they would not have had to heard that voice. And that, not hearing that voice would have cost them their life. So I would say to anybody, it's my closing word. The flesh wars against the spirit. The spirit wars against the flesh. You cannot give the battle over to the flesh. And what it means to be sanctified is to mean separate from the world. Too many of us are too much in the world. And when you talk about unity, Brother John said it. We're called out. We're not a part of. We're in, but we're not a part of. And we need to quit having these aspirations. By the finished reading the scripture in Malachi, the people of God thought that they had, God had lied to them because there was no prophet in them trying to keep the covenant. But they proved that that was the worst thing they could have did. And so we're not being enticed by the world. We are called out sanctified people. And therein lies our strength and our power and our authority and our safety. We have to walk in the spirit. We cannot afford carnality at this hour. God bless you. I love you all. Thank you so much for indulging me. Thank you, Brother Moderator, Brother John. Uh, as, well, as always, you do a wonderful job. And to all the brothers on the show panel, Dan, Brother Chris, hey, nothing but love to you. You all have a blessed week. And to the people, have a wonderful, blessed week. Shalom. All right. And, and that was all uh, Brother Dan, anything? Uh, I'd like to say that I'm a, um, anyone interested in gospel tracks for witnessing and evangelizing, they can go to gospeltrackswild.com. That's G-O-S-P-E-L-T-R-A-C-T-S-W-O-W.com. And any listeners that are Christians and want to order a track, if they would write down an order film form, um, five smooth stones, they get additional 25 tracks. Thank you. And Pastor Chris, final word, please. Pastor Chris? Yes, sir. Pastor. I just wanted to say, man, great show. Uh, I'm not going to take up too much time, but thank you guys. I think we had a very uh, good discussion, and I hope that it's going to edify our people. All people who heard it. Amen. Thanks. Amen. Amen. I really appreciate you, brother. All you brothers, I really appreciate your contributions tonight. Folks, I don't know if we'll do a part two. Uh, we'll see. Everybody's line is muted at this point. Everybody's line is muted. And they're just very interesting show. I didn't hear it quite like I wanted to. I wanted to get more into the solutions, but it's just how it is. Sometimes we just get, you know, just happen the way it is.
most likely will probably be a part two because people are concerned about things that are after their biblical standards, and there's a lot of things tacking our biblical standards, and we got to always follow the scriptures. When we find something to be not, if it's not biblical, we don't follow it. Just as simple. Um, and uh, so next week, again, perhaps secret wars against biblical standards and the approaching New World Order. Folks, you've been listening to Five Sons Network. I'm Brother Seth. I love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. All right? We're going to go out with the song to make, uh, just kind of make you think about your life, your your your, uh, your your relationship with the Father. Actually, actually, I'm going to switch. I'm going to do something a little different. Actually, this too will make you think about your relationship with the Father because it's talking about being prayed up, being prayed up. I think I want to switch and do something a little different. This is Karen Clark Shears talking about being prayed up. Folks, there's a lot going on around us, and we have to know the most high. We can't be pussyfooting around with this. We have to know our knowing whom we are, uh, 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 whose we are and who we are. We've got to get close to the Father, folks. We've got to fast and pray, and we've got to fellowship with people. If it's not at a local church or assembly, we can't forsake the assembling ourselves with the believers. We can't forget to, uh, to to pray and read our scriptures daily, and we just can't uh, 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 pulling every thought even to the obedience of Christ. We can't forget these things, folks. We have got to start praying more. They just can't. We we got to expect more. We got to learn how to pray. And uh, we didn't hit all these solutions and, and things and armor to put on, but we got to put on the whole armor of the Most High. That's all there is to it. And this song is just reminding to do just that. All right. And uh, just trying to think if I've covered everything. Again, a very good show. This is just. Um, here we go. All right. Again, folks, thank you for tuning in. I love every single one of you, like I said, and I meant it. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Good night. J C C S.